This is the podfic of the problem with eggnog, uncommon thoughts, and sharing a bed with Sirius Black. Written by Xylodemon. Read by Ashita. This hadn't been the plan. Not that Remus had planned it, of course. Planning was for the sort of person who, well, planned things. And Remus wasn't. Not things like this. He considered, he wanted, he created ridiculous scenarios in his head that he knew would never come to pass. At least, he was almost certain they would never come to pass. He also dreamed occasionally. The kind of vivid, heavy dreams that left him achy and sticky and spent. But he didn't plan. Because planning implied a measure of hope, and quite frankly, Remus had never been one for hoping. Apparently, anything was possible, assuming the players involved had consumed enough eggnog. It had been really good eggnog. Rich, creamy, light on the nutmeg. Lily had made it from scratch using her mother's recipe and supplies she had purchased in Hogsmeade. And James had added a large amount of expensive muggle brandy. Remus could still taste it if he tried. He could also feel it in the form of the deep throb slowly spreading behind his eyes. He blinked once, twice, ignoring both the sleepy sigh behind him and the arm curved around his waist. He'd had one too many, which meant the others had had more than that. Slowly, he remembered Peter slumped in the corner, his hand waving in slow circles as he opined the current placement of Venus to no one in particular. He also remembered Elsie Witherspoon and Marlene McKinnon shrieking as they hurled bits of bald parchment at each other from behind overturned couches, and then James leading Lily in a reeling waltz with a school tie wrapped around his head, just before the drapes caught fire and serious. Oh, serious. Oi, serious. The door creaked open and Remus froze, his skin prickling at the sound of James's throaty, it's far too early burr. Remus, where'd you lot get to? I told you, they're not in here, Peter said wearily. I already checked. Sirius sighed and rested his hand on Remus's hip as he shifted closer. Remus ignored this as well because he could not deal with it just now. He squinted at his hangings instead. The sliver of light pushing through the crack suggested it was morning. He heard slow, shuffling footsteps, then the impatient rattle of clothing and books being swept aside, and the tired creak of the wardrobe doors, the place in which Sirius occasionally slept curled up as a dog. Sirius pressed closer still, his hand sliding up to Remus's chest. Remus rubbed at his face and tried not to breathe too loudly. Useless Burks, James grumbled over what sounded like a wardrobe being slammed closed. It's Christmas morning, I want to open my presents. The floor groaned as someone approached Remus's bed. Sirius will be brassed off if we start without him, but did you check the loo wormtail? Twice, Peter replied as Remus's bed hangings rustled threateningly. I'm telling you, they went for breakfast. James sighed. Breakfast was an hour ago. Kitchens are always open, Peter said thoughtfully. For us, anyway. All right, all right, James said. Remus could hear him pulling at his hair. He could also hear serious breathing, but that was another matter entirely. 
Let's try the common room again, and if they're not there, well, I don't care how much Sirius gets brassed off, I'm at least opening that sparkly box from my parents. The big one? Bloody huge, isn't it? I'm just sure it's that potions kit I've been asking for. The footsteps resumed. Remus was pleased to note they led away from his bed. I'll never know why you asked for a potions kit. To blow things up, of course. You coming? Yeah. The door creaked again, marking James and Peter's exit, and Remus sighed. That was one problem sorted, at least for now. All that remained was Remus's original and possibly larger problem, namely that Sirius was in his bed. Sirius was in his bed, and it was quite possible that he was naked. Judging by what Remus could see of Sirius's arm, the best Remus could hope for was that he was shirtless, the arm was naked, if nothing else was, and Remus suspected that Sirius's shirt was responsible for that uncomfortable lump that had worked itself underneath his knee. If Sirius was naked, this was no longer a problem, it was an emergency, and Remus only had one viable option, denial and misdirection. He would sneak out of bed before Sirius woke, then shower, shave, and dress like he did on normal, ordinary days. Then stumble downstairs and smile as James opened his bloody huge sparkly box from his parents. When Sirius joined them, he would act like nothing strange or potentially mortifying had happened at all, and if, and only if, Sirius asked any questions, Remus would simply say that he'd slept in Sirius's bed because Sirius, who'd obviously been completely trolleyed, had passed out in his. Right. Remus inched toward the edge of the bed, but Sirius, who was obstinate and contrary by nature, as well as bloody and convenient, even while unconscious, inched right along with him, and his hand slipped from Remus's chest to smooth over Remus's belly, pausing just as his fingers bumped to the edge of Remus's pants. He grunted sleepily, mumbling a few thick words in an unintelligible language of those well and truly dead to the world, and pushed his face against the back of Remus's neck. All things considered, Remus was in a lot of trouble. James and Peter would be back eventually, and Sirius was still here in his bed, and he was still in his bed, which meant he and Sirius were in bed together, and never mind that Sirius might be naked. There was also last night, which Remus didn't even want to think about. He shouldn't think about it, because no good could come from it. Best if he forgot the whole thing, really. Particularly the way Sirius had felt on top of him, and how he'd shivered when Sirius had laughed against his neck, or the way they'd kissed, soft and slow, with eggnog on their lips then harder and faster, with the desperation on their tongues, or Sirius's hands, warm and determined as they'd pulled at Remus's clothes, or Sirius's cock, sliding against his hip, or that smile that had tugged at his mouth when Remus had gasped and came, hot and thick over Sirius's fingers. Of course he'd wanted to think about it, because he'd wanted that, exactly that. Well, almost exactly. He could have done without the eggnog, and not just because his head ached and his tongue felt covered in wool, but as things stood, there had been the eggnog, and things had happened, and he shouldn't think about it. If he did, he'd have to admit that things happened, and because things had happened, Sirius was in his bed and possibly naked, and that brought Remus back to his problem. Mm, did James finally bang off then? And apparently, his problem was awake. Yeah, 
Remus replied thinly. He took a deep breath, but it didn't help. He said something about presents. Right, bloody huge box. Sirius stretched, a maneuver that only served to push his body against Remus's, and made a weighted, bleary noise that Remus shouldn't have found attractive. Potions kit, was it? Yeah. Brilliant, Sirius muttered, mostly to the nape of Remus's neck. He'll want to try for another fizzing solutions and my eyebrows just grew back. His lips brushed Remus's skin in soft flutters that made Remus shiver, and Remus quietly began to panic. To make matters worse, Sirius's hand came up to palm Remus's hip. All right there? Remus opened his mouth, but not much came out. On his second try, he managed something close to, hmm, it was the best he could do. Only, you've gone all twitchy, Sirius said. Remus didn't reply, and Sirius added, bloody hell, it's cold, he added, releasing Remus long enough to give the blankets a few sharp tugs. His hand returned promptly, warm through the thin fabric of Remus's pants. Why is it so cold? There's probably a draft... Remus mumbled. I'll never understand that, Sirius complained. And unless Remus was imagining things, his thumb had just dipped under the hem of Remus's shirt. Evans was telling me the muggles put rubber glazing. Double glazing, Sirius. Double glazing. Right. Double glazing. That's what I said. He huffed, his thumb stilled on Remus's skin, pressing just slightly. They've got that for their windows, and what have we got? Eating charms? Well, all right, but those need renewing every 40 minutes or they go all soft. Remus sighed. This was definitely an emergency. A right and proper emergency. Not only was Sirius still in his bed and still probably naked, he was awake and his proximity and slow, early morning voice had caused Remus's body to mutiny, which made the whole thing even more mortifying than it had been ten minutes ago. He really ought to move before this resulted in embarrassment all around, but he wasn't really sure he could. Of course, the cranky, nasty part of his brain said he also wasn't really trying because he didn't want to. It just suggested that he should just enjoy it while it lasted. And for his part, Remus couldn't help agreeing with that on some level until Sirius tightened the hand on his hip and pressed a bit closer. Sirius was hard. We could go downstairs if you're cold, Remus offered slowly. If he could just get them out of the bed, everything would be fine. Maybe. Possibly. At the very least, he could escape to the loo, where he would have the peace and quiet and lack of Sirius to regroup. Or wank or drown himself in the toilet. There might be a fire downstairs. Might be. And, um, presents? Yeah, presents. Well, Remus said quietly. He made what felt like a valiant attempt at moving, but it really amounted to several blinks and one or two flexed toes. Shall we? In a minute, then? Sirius replied, and his tongue couldn't have touched Remus's skin just behind the ear. It... Couldn't have. I'm not all that cold. It's quite nice up here, really. Sirius shifted his hips just slightly. His cock rubbed against Remus's arse, and Remus closed his eyes. So, what did you get me for Christmas? 
Remus swallowed a funny little noise, trying to escape the back of his throat. I'm not. Just, I didn't. Undignified that noise would have been. I'm not telling. Come on, Mooney. Sirius murmured, rocking his hips again and then again, so slowly, almost carefully. I'm just gonna open it anyway. You'll have to wait, Remus said tightly. Waiting is, um, rather the point of Christmas. Sirius's hand dipped down to splay over Remus's belly, his thumb coming to rest just below Remus's navel. And we can't just... What? Well, you and I, I... I don't... You kissed me, Sirius said, melting softly at Remus's neck. Last night, you kissed me. Remus went very, very still. I did not. Yes, you did, Sirius insisted. When we went up the stairs, remember? I tripped over that horrid beast of a Nizel McKinnon calls a pet, and you caught me. Then you put me up against the wall, and then, he added, his tongue tracing the curve of Remus's ear, you kissed me. He pushed his cock against Remus's arse with the long, slow roll of his hips, and Remus bit back a moan. It was too quick, and you tried to run off after, but I caught you at the door and kissed you properly. Oh, you remember, don't you? Of course, Remus remembered. The door against his back and Sirius's tongue sliding into his mouth as they both fumbled for the latch. And then Sirius's hands in his hair, and more kisses, their noses bumping as they stumbled over books and clothes littered on the path to Remus's bed. I remember her. Sirius huffed and caught Remus's earlobe between his teeth. You're not sorry, are you? No, Remus said. And in spite of the cranky, nasty part of his brain, which was now telling him in epic scope and detail that this was a bad idea, he arched back and felt his arse press against Sirius's cock. I just thought, well, you know, the eggnog. I didn't have all that much. You nearly fell on the stairs. I was sabotaged, Sirius said, his fingers stealing past the waistband of Remus's pants. It was dark, and McKinnon's familiar tried to kill me. And before that, when you and James were singing that song about frog bellies, Remus asked, you had Peter's shoes on your hands and you went right over Lily's favorite armchair. Oh, that, Sirius said, his breath hitching slightly as Remus rocked back against him again. All part of the show. Sirius slid his lips over Remus's jaw and his tongue dragging across Remus's skin, and Remus arched back, turning his head until their mouths met. The awkward angle made it unspeakably clumsy, and Remus wanted to roll over until he was facing Sirius, until he could kiss Sirius properly, but Sirius's hand had finally sneaked inside his pants, and he didn't want to lose the hard press of Sirius's cock against his arse. Sirius gasped, his hips snapping forward as he curled his fingers around Remus's cock, and Remus moaned a soft sound Sirius caught with his mouth. I wanted, been wanting, Sirius said with his mouth against Remus's cheek. But you never. You're always so. I just wasn't sure. Remus's hips jerked, torn between thrusting into Sirius's hand and pushing back against Sirius's cock. I... I thought that drunk, the eggnog. No, 
Sirius hissed, his teeth grazing Remus's skin. No. Oh. Oh. Sirius sped, his hand, his wrist twisting, and his fingers slid up Remus's cock, and Remus stilled, unable to do much more than let Sirius grind against him. The bed creaked, dipping each time Sirius moved, and Remus turned for a kiss, his tongue darting out as he licked and sucked at Sirius's mouth. Sirius moaned a long, low noise that caught in his throat, a shudder running through his body as his cock pulsed against Remus's arse. He pushed Remus back against the pillows, kissing him long and hard as his hand worked Remus's cock and Remus followed, his breath hitching and his hands catching in Sirius's hair. Happy Christmas, Sirius whispered. Remus snorted softly. I'm still not telling you what I caught you. You'll just have to wait till you open it. <sighs> I suppose we should go downstairs, Sirius said, brushing his lips over Remus's. James has probably gone spare. Another kiss, soft and warm and sloppy. Remus reached for the bed hangings. Sirius pulled away and found himself looking at James's amused and slightly pink face. Right. He'd forgotten about that problem. Peter, you said you'd checked the beds, James said sternly. Well, I thought I did. Peter replied, his eyes ticking between Remus and Sirius. I guess I forgot. James? Sirius said slowly as he removed his hand from Remus's pants. Remus was suddenly very glad for the blanket, even though it was now hot and sticky and in desperate need of a wash. How long have you been standing there? We got here just in time for the grand finale, James said brightly. When you were done moaning and such, Sirius said you should go downstairs before I went spare, then you made some wet, girly noises, kissing, I wager. Well, what else would it have been? Peter asked warily. James made a gesture that was terribly crude, even for him. Peter tried to respond, but only managed the startled sputter of the well and truly gobsmacked. And Remus covered his face in an attempt to hide the heat crawling across his skin. After a short, tight silence, Sirius snickered into Remus's shoulder. Eventually, Peter recovered long enough to join in, and then James, to Remus's horror, tugged the hangings all the way open and perched on the edge of the bed. Go on then, he said with a grin. Was it last night or this morning? Does it matter? Remus asked from behind his hands. Of course it does, James insisted. I said before Christmas, and Pete said after. If it was last night, Peter owes me a galleon. Remus dropped his hands and favored James with a filthy glare. You bet? James nodded thoughtfully. Last year, actually. Easter halls at first, Peter said before, and I said after. When the term ended and you still hadn't sorted yourselves out, we declared a forfeit. Laughing, he ruffled Remus's fringe. We decided to try again this year, after I caught Sirius watching you wank in the shower. I was not watching, Sirius insisted, hurling a pillow in James's general direction. He was already at it when I walked in, and... Leave it out, James said cheerfully. So, tell me, last night or this morning? Remus sighed. It was last night, but it was after midnight. So technically, you owe Peter. Balls! 
Yes, yes. Now do us a favor and bugger off so I can find my pants, Sirius said, pointing sharply at the door. I have presents downstairs. Don't bother, Peter said. James already opened them all. I got bored waiting, James said at Sirius's enraged splutter. It's your own fault, really, leaving me so you could get off? Mooney got you a book on, well, I'm not sure exactly, because I didn't really look at it. And he also got you a... His sudden silence was marked by the spots of color blooming in his cheeks. He got you a... Uh, well, what is it? One of those oversized dog collars, you know, with the metal bits on it, James said, a hand creeping towards his neck. I thought it was funny earlier, but this... He flapped a hand between Remus and Sirius. This just makes it dirty. Remus smiled. He supposed it did at that. The end. Thanks for listening. Santa baby, just slip a sable under the tree for me. Been an awful good girl, Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa baby, a 54 convertible to light blue. I'll wait up for you, dear Santa baby. So hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa, honey, one little thing I really do need, the deed. Do a platinum mine, Santa, baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Santa cutie, and fill my stocking with a duplex and checks. Sign your ex on the line, Santa cutie, and hurry down the chimney tonight. Come and trim my Christmas tree with some decorations bought at Tiffany's. I really do believe in you. Let's see if you believe in me. Santa baby, forgot to mention one little thing, a ring. I don't mean on the phone, Santa baby, so hurry down the chimney tonight. Hurry down the chimney tonight.